Up dog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with the bat blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some of the bat blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Updog fella, look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hey, this is Danny Briere listening to Missing Curfew. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! A few laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. The lads. Fella. My man, Fellow Fridays continue. Do they ever... I love a good fellow Friday because it means let's tee it up. It means tee it up. It means uh, where are we going on the weekend? It means uh, after I have my lunch, I'll say, Santi, my man, John Daly, extra vodka. I got to hit a few chips before I get on the tee. That's box. tasty. I'm, I'm on this uh, tequila, like a Reposado soda with a splash of ginger ale. It's, that's, a, it's a sweet drink. Up that's there. the up dog, right? That's, the, that's what they call the up dog. We're going to get into Uppy's world here in a little bit, how you have had a lack there of tequila and stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed with you. We'll save it. Um, what a jacket. Shout out to Billy Lino. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, big guest here on Fellow Friday at Mr. Curfew. Uh, the, the GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, your former teammate, uh, Danny B. Danny um, B. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, it was Good great. pull up, when dog. We, when we started chatting with him, I'm like, you guys ever met? And kind of like, well, yeah, in the corner. So we yeah. never toe dragged me and I was cross checking you. Yeah. I, I never met him before. Good Obviously, guy. you guys have said great things about him. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I listened to you and Cooley on. Uh, yeah, well, everyone listens to Cools. You got to give it to them. All these I GMs. Have it. That's a tough. Uh, listen, that's no bueno. Jumping on with Cooley every week. Do you miss it? Uh, I, I do. I miss Cooley. Yeah. Um, I miss Brucey, uh, Jakey, the guys I worked with there. I just, you know, it was time for me to focus more on Mr. Curfew. And I, you know what? I love Cooley, but I don't miss the stress of like being ready to go on his show because you need to watch every fucking game. And it's like, dude, no, I don't have you. money on this game. I just want to watch the game I got money on. You know what I mean? If, if I could say this, and Max might be able to jump in here too, but I think you're a lot more relaxed. For like, sure. Like, you, you know, it's, <laughs> no, but, but relaxed and, and focused on like, you know, building like things just outside well, the, I, the studio, right? Like yeah, yeah. our show, you're, you're texting me, you're already on the ball for things in March and April. I'm like, fucking right. Yeah, so. it was it was taking up more of my time than, than, than I wanted to. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, no, I would say you're pissing me off less too. Though. I would say I would say you're pissing me off a lot less too. But you know, maybe I'm pissing you off less oh, too. That's great. No, you're right. It was. Uh, listen, you're on for three hours. Yeah, you know, we're in the studio now, Tuesday, crazy. Wednesday, Thursday, but we still create our own schedule. Max is great with us at Hall Pass Media. This is this is our home. But with Cooley Show, it's like three hours. You got yeah. you know you know you got three guests an hour. You got to watch the whole league. It's Steve. You got, I guess what I'm saying ups is. Give Cooley credit, man. Yeah. He does that five days a week. I know. So for you, it's almost better because you just get to relax and listen to the show. Totally. And if they want to have you on for an hour every whenever, it's perfect. Yeah. But you don't have to like gear up in your house and be like, fuck, I got to leave lunch early. And I know you like to have an extended yeah. lunch. No, it's true. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, this is, you're right in your, your flows. It flows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could thank DraftKings for that. Yeah. Right? DraftKings. So, so keep so, but, the checks coming, please. Yeah, but what better way to lead into some some news that happened yesterday with with podcasts and yeah. and, and kind of what you know transpired with a, a show that we like, Pat McAfee. Yeah, we both love Pat McAfee. Um, you know, obviously, we'll give some love to the Chicklets boys. They were the first one in, in, in hockey to kind of start this. They were the original OGs and um, realized that we guys could do it and, and you know we've obviously done our thing on the west coast but pat mcafee is a guy that we both love that is changing the 
the culture of ESPN and the way people do business and the way talk shows are done. So, listen, we don't need to get into exactly what Aaron Rodgers said. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a great football guy. Uh, he's definitely outspoken at times, but he'll no longer be on the Pat McAfee fo- show, which I think for Pat, there's so much good stuff around him right now, Up Dog. Like, everybody loves him. Like, he gets Nick Saban on. He gets anybody he wants on his show, right? Like, he, Hall of Famers, um, world-class media guys that don't do a whole lot of stuff besides the stuff they're normally on with their own show. So I think for Pat, he was probably just like, you know what, fella? I got so much positive energy around me. I don't need this negativity coming at me all the time. And I was a little bummed when I saw Rogers got punted because he's been there since day one, I believe, ups. But I think for Pat, it was probably just like, hey, I don't need this smoke right now. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. I think, uh, you know, Pat was a guy, he, you know, he he lives on that edge, right, of of – you know, pissing some old people off, but bringing like new fans and new people into the program. I mean, let's be honest, like he's wearing the, you know, the black, the tank top and he's just, you know, he's jacked and people who listen to him, like he's got great flow. He brings on great guests and, you know, for you and me starting this podcast and like thinking about who can we have as like, you know, we have obviously Jimmy Scoops Hayes yeah. I was looking over us, but who can we have that comes on that's maybe current, you know, we, we threw around Jack Eichel who, you know, he's busy, but now that he's got a cup, maybe it's him. Yeah. You know, Shaddy was a perfect Chucky. guy. Chucky, right? But, you know, that's a, it takes a lot. As you know, we just talked about having a show every week for three hours yeah. for you. It's a lot to ask a guy to come on once a week. And for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, tip, fucking right. He came on every week and, and gave his knowledge about, you know, sports and about what things were happening. But, you know, there was a fine line that, that he crossed. And I think the quotes coming out from Pat McAfee was just like, you know, it just became a lot. And I'm glad that this isn't on my plate because it, you know what? I want to focus on, you know, building this show and, and helping ESPN and helping bring cool content to people. And I don't need the, you know, the, the spiral downfall from, from comments that, that piss people off. Yeah. And there's, like I said, there's so much positivity around him that uh, he, he just doesn't probably yeah. have to deal. Like he's like, listen, Rogers, man, I, he's probably like, I love you, but I just don't want to, I don't want to deal totally. with this anymore. And another thing about Pat McAfee that I love, and if you, if you're guys up in Canada, maybe don't get as much as we do down here, or if you're. You know, you don't watch him down the States. He loves hockey. Loves it. He's from Pittsburgh. He's got a great he segment. He loves the Penguins. Yep. He always has PK on. He had Brad Marchand on last week before they went in to play Pittsburgh or before Pittsburgh went in to play them at the TD Garden. This guy loves hockey, man. He pumps it up. Uh, he even knows some of the terms. He yeah. said, like, saucy the other day or, like, backhand sauce or, like, top cheddar. Top cheddar. It's just it's perfect. He's, I love he's him. great for the game. He's great for, for everyone. And he stands by what he says. He speaks from his heart. And there's no, that's not what the show is going to change. I think it's just moving forward, you know, without Aaron Rodgers, maybe someone else replaces him. The show is still going to be great. One question I would Josh ask Allen, you. Maybe. Yeah, Josh Allen's great. Josh, one question I was asked you was, do you think Aaron Rodgers was like taking a, you know, was he taking a paycheck from the 120 million bucks that ESPN gave him? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. He was known, yeah, he was getting paid he was a getting lot. Paid, yeah. Like seven figures to make his weekly appearance. Yeah. So, oh, shit. Yeah. I thought he was just like an investor at the start, probably got his money back, and now was just kind of doing it like, hey, boys, I made, you know, 6X. I'll come on. But he had a salary, eh? Yeah, they wow. were paying him to do his weekly appearance. Well, he's the money's he's no shortage. He's got no shortage of cash. Um, but, man, with, with McAfee, like, he's such a beauty. And, and you know what I love about him, Updog, is he always wears all black. He's always got a black, you know, tank top on with black jeans. Um, but yeah, I, I think moving forward for him, it was the right decision. I, I didn't know that about Rogers, so I'm, I'm sure he's going to miss a little bit of that money, but he's got tons of it. Yeah. How much did Aaron, I'm just on this website right now. And I just want, I don't want to see if there's a number to it. No, it doesn't salary. say, but it's, I saw some reports on 1 Twitter. million bucks, more yeah. than 1 million. That's how much the Pat McAfee show has paid Aaron Rodgers for his appearances on the program. That is, uh, Forbes. I knew where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought there yeah. for a second. But what they had to do, and we're kind of dealing with it to, to a certain extent, well, Max is dealing with it, is when they went to ESPN, he had to lower the F-bombs. Mm-hmm. But Max, I think they're, they're tape delayed, right? There's got to be like a five-second delay. And they got, you know, we got Maxi back there. They got, I don't I mean, they Six. got seven guys back yeah, there. But Max, guys. do you think they're on tape delay? Because they're, they're still throwing F-bombs, I think. Yeah, every, every live broadcast is a tape delay, especially on an ESPN national network with a lawyer with his finger on the button. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's something you learn in, How in much? TV school is every whether it's sports, anything, is on an eight-second delay Yeah, with a lawyer with his finger on the Our button. Our lawyer would be making, this, making his money. Yeah. But they had to tighten it up a little bit. 
and we're trying to tighten up a little bit too, yeah. right, for our, our, our DKN stuff. But not too much. Not you too boys much. Boys, listen out there. If you're not, if you're not watching Pat McAfee, check it out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers shake it off, <laughs> fella. Get down that wide cave and open up a ball. Like I'm sure he's got better stuff than yeah, Cave is screaming with that deal. Screaming, screaming eagle, four-time fucking MVP. I mean, he's got a Super Bowl. That's screaming eagle, Pat. Heady's coming back next year, slinging around. I can't wait to see that. But up dog, and some other news around the league. Uh, your former squad, my former head coach, uh, and a buddy of the podcast, a family member of the podcast. You talked about scoops. You looking down at us, Kevin Hayes. Uh, listen, if you don't love John Tortorella. That press conference to me is like just give your head a shake. Then this guy is calls him out right away. Who's this clown's name, Uppy? You got it there. Yeah, some clown from the Flyers. We all know what happened. Kevin Hayes, listen. Kevin Hayes is playing for the St. Louis Blues right now. Like he's dealing with that season. He's he's in that locker room. He's a glue guy. Like what does he give a fuck about a young kid? And like it's just the whole thing stunk. And Torts called the guy out, and I loved it. Yeah, uh, I've had texts from from numerous guys that um, that I played with and that love love the show, saying this is why Torts is like this is why he's the man. Man, just when it comes to press, like it's great. But in this case, you know, we're talking about two young individuals, one that's been in the league for eight or ten years, and another guy that hasn't stepped foot out in an NHL game yet. But for whatever reason, you know, his name is. Uh, have you ever heard of this uh, podcast, Snow the Goalie? No, exactly. No one has. Uh, <laughs> co-host Anthony San Filippo. San I mean, Filippo. He, he's doing his pod, what looked like in the upper deck of the Wells Fargo Center. But yeah, I mean, get him right just, out of the building. You want to come out with your source, maybe, of who said this? Like, but because what you did was wrong. Cross Big the line. Time. Cross the line, especially where you get these these trolling mutants on Twitter that just want to come out or X. Sorry. I want to just come out and start, you know, threats and family stuff, and it's bullshit. And you know what? So just, we know this, but when you have a podcast, you have a platform, watch your words when it comes to, to people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, what the hell does Kevin have, Kevin Hayes have to do with anything that this kid yeah. decides? Listen, it, Kevin Hayes is a chill, cool dude that, that loves being in the NHL. He, what, fuck what, yeah. He's not going to text this kid. Great hey, teammate. You don't want to go to Philly. Like he, that's, the, that's not even coming through Kevin Hayes' mind right now. So, yeah, exactly. And I will give some credit to the Anaheim Ducks and uh, Cutter Gauthier for coming out and squashing it. Yeah, I thought that sure. was great. Good move by him. Yeah. I don't know. Other organizations kid. could learn from that. Yeah, Drysdale played on real last night, by yes, the way. Yes, he did. He had an apple. Power plays back. I mean, the three on three, the kid was absolutely buzzing. He could have had, I don't know, three or four goals in the overtime. He, he made a great first pass. He gave that Morgan Frost a crispy rice, spicy tune up uh, breakaway pass on the three on three. Drysdale looked unreal. It must be that number nine. The number eh? nine looks good. My so, Twitter was, my ex was blowing up. There's still some being like, Did the up dog okay this? Like, hey, Danny B, did the up dog okay this? There's yes, still I some, did. There's still some panty soup on that jersey, I, I think. I <laughs> there's a few floating around there. Jeez, there's a few floating around. I love how Torch went right there. He said, Hey, where's that guy? Is that guy in here? Yeah, exactly. Where is that guy? Oh, you? that's you. Cloud. It's unbelievable. I like him to yeah, step up and get in the ring. Yeah. One of these media guys needs to get knocked out. Like, what's his, what, what's his, like, What's his um, punishment for this? Does he lose his media know. badge or something? Like obviously his credibility goes down the drain for sure. I I I would say that there's someone in the organization, and we know obviously the president there. But I would say there's someone that addresses this, and if his show is being done at the stadium, yeah. something that you know needs to change. Yeah, Torch, good on you, Hazy. We love you, uh, Flyers, man. We're pulling for him here, so we'll All be right. right back here at Missing Curfew. Up dog, fella. If you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently... Up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister, they wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers, with ice-cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www 
www.draftkingsxjagermeister.com. Drink responsibly. Jagermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jagermeister US, White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Hoppy's world. Party, party time. Party time. Excellent. Not so much party He's time. He's off the booze. I'm off the booze. The system's shocked. Hey, listen, I uh, thanks to my boy Joffrey Lupul. Um, I still don't think Loops did it. Yeah, no, but I'm on this. So to my <laughs> listeners out there, I'm on this 72-hour fast. I'm on hour 60, 66, maybe? What time is it? Yeah, I'm on 30. probably 64. Water fast. All I've been doing are these element salt drinks, which are magnesium, potassium, salt. It's what you know you need. And if you haven't tried them, try them. We're not sponsored by them, but they're they're great good for a brand. hangover. Great for a hangover. Um, and I've been crushing. Listen, two hard yoga sessions. One I just did this morning. A crazy sauna session yesterday with the cold plunge. I'm feeling fresh. I I, I oh yeah, you're allowed to drink coffee. Yeah. So no like milk or anything in there. Um, and now this benefits, there's tons of stuff it's supposed to benefit. A, maybe losing weight. B, well, you some don't... cognitive health. Like our, our life force guys. Weight. And then we got the life force coach I'm going back and forth with. So it's it's great. Dude, if you're going to go past 72 hours, though, you're a nut job. Yeah. I, listen, I'm, 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 you impressed me. You impressed me. It's, it's hard Thank to you. do. Um, I used to have to do fast, you know, head to the training camp a little bit longer than 72 hours. But I would go shake. Like not what you're doing, but I would go shake in the morning. You know, shake for lunch and then, you know, six ounce chicken breast with a little bit of vegetables to yeah. last, you know. But what you're doing, nothing is Yeah, like I, crazy. I think if you give yourself that, um, you know, that that 10 hour, 12 hour per night, like, you know, what do they call that again? That's uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. I should know that. Yeah, I think if you're doing that on the reg, you're, you're giving yourself a great opportunity. I'm, I just went from Aspen where I drank literally four bottles of wine and tequila a night <laughs> with eating like gluttony. Is what was the word Christina says. Um, that I, I was just like, you know what? Let's Poor shock. The, let's shock the system. Early January. Let's fucking let's get it off. You know. Yeah. Well, you got a some, lot of people go dry January. I'm not going to exactly. Well, you can't because you got some fellow tours coming up. Fellow tours, yes. Right. But to anyone out there, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth has this show on Apple TV where he actually does this. He does the 72 hour. It's it's kind of gnarly, but. You know, I think humans have they did these these shock genes that that we get when we're really hungry, when you get hangry. Yeah, we have one when we get really fucking cold when we get in cold plunges, and then Max wants to speak, but also one when you're in a sauna, a really hot sauna. Those like those like shock proteins that you release is just fucking good. Or when you're in a Vegas nightclub at four in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that feeling too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a shock. How much is this mental versus physical? Is my it's all mental. the mental the mental part on day one and and all the way through day two is is all mental and then have you taken any like notes or journal or anything like that no what i'm, what I'm of... trying to just spit here is kind of what i what i had i but i did the two yoga I, I guess when you do yoga like these hot yoga sessions or hot sauna sessions it like doubles the like the purpose of this you know feat i did six days last year in january or something yeah. like that six fast days. yeah well just water uh water i had smoothies for dinner see was like yeah, yeah, yeah. and but i i just saw my notes recently of like my journal of my moods and yeah no no this is what i, I will I say you i'm a lot more are... i'm a lot more calm you know i'm focusing on not eating but i'm a lot more like chill and that's probably because my sugar levels are not all whacked from different food I bet you that smoothie tastes like a fucking milkshake, though, eh? When you were that hungry, when oh, yeah. you finally get the that smoothie. The question is, what am I going to eat tonight when I... Uh, I don't know. I, I took out a nice ribeye that I had in the, free, the freezer, but yeah, I'm not even going to be that hungry, I don't think. Oh, it's, it's, how, how drunk are you going to get tonight? You mean, yeah, you're, a couple you're, glasses. You're going to be like, bottles. one glass of wine, you're like, hey. <laughs> uh, speaking of life force, I got my coach. She's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, tell me what... She told me I should go on a Mediterranean diet. What do you think of that? I told her I'd like to go on a Mediterranean cruise. So what do you want me to Tomatoes, cucumbers, so some, some cheese. I said some pita bread, some fucking uh, tzatziki sauce, or what yeah. do you want me on here? No, I think it's bronzino, it's, a little uh, tomato. She and, said and, lay off the red. I go, listen, I don't eat a whole lot of red meat, but you know what? Like a lot of butters. Yeah. You know, she said stay off the butters, stay yeah, off yeah, that. Like a lot, of, a lot of avocados, she said. Yeah. Uh, chicken fish. Uh and then Fuck, and you, you, you kind of get the tan for a nice Greek guy. I'm ready for the Mediterranean. Yeah, bring, totally. bring on a little chicken kebab for me. Can eh? I get the sprinter overseas and just <laughs> buzz it around fucking Spain? Give me a little, give me a little shish kebab, please. <laughs> a little chicky shishki. <laughs> Life Force, fellas, check it out. It's changing lives. Look at Updog. 
Guys, fucking hasn't drank. He's feeling good. He's making a comeback. Luke Richardson texts the updog. He's looking for a job. Now, <laughs> up his world. Party time. Excellent. Uh, get this guy a Labatt Blue. Presented by Labatt Blue, the pristine Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Fella. <laughs> it makes me, makes me thirsty just here to read. I know, well, yeah. Maybe I get off the fast with the beer. I have a cold one in the fridge after the show. You made it long enough. Hey, um, listen, this guy, I know this guy loves a good cold Labatt Blue. I know this guy loves a nice red wine. I know this guy loves a nice Cuban cigar. I know oh, this guy loves class. a good Sounds classy game. to me. I know this guy loves a good team building. And more importantly, this guy loves winning. And our boy, John Cooper. Coop Dog, congratulations, ups. 500 wins with the same squad. He tech, he tied Toe Blake. <laughs> oh, Toe Blake. slap shot. Toe Blake uh, from the Montreal Canadiens. I texted Coop yesterday with a beauty. I said, congratulations, fella. And then I sent him a screenshot of the NHL Instagram where it says John Cooper. I go, fucking Toe Blake, Coops. And he just tucks back, well, fuck. Um, so anyways, listen, Coop, been great to us. We've got to know him. I consider him a friend now, up dog. I just want to say, Coops, keep going, fella. There's more wind to come, but that's impressive. Get a blue light in you. Buddy, I remember his first season, man, coming in like, you know, what is this, 2012, 13. I'm in Florida. New good-looking coach. Was a part-time lawyer. Wins everywhere he goes. Good guy. Probably, you know, better hair than me at the time. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm like, God damn. And then what he was able to do, man, what a feat from 2000. 12 to 2024 so far 12 years one club i mean co coaches get hired to get fired you know that it's you know it's inevitable but yeah. um what a guy he's doing it the right way loves discovery loves teeing it up good guy, guy. makes a great charcuterie board the guy guy i mean come on yeah Congrats, Coop, congratulations buddy get that blue light in you uh like i said many more to come up dog the good with the bad here at missing curfew it's milk carton time Listen, when 97 talks in the media and actually gives his truthful opinion, Gary Bettman and the NHL, they should always listen because yeah. we know, and I've been uh, critis criticized. I've criticized 97 a couple times about being more personable when he does media. But uh, the offside challenge the other night, it felt like it took five minutes for them to figure out if Leon Dreisaitl was offside or not. I know everyone's seen it because 97 said it. I'm just going to say this. They want more goals. Goals are through the roof, but goals, 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 that's all I hear about, right? So so why do we even have the offside challenge if you want goals? Because now you're taking goals away. However, there has to be a time limit. I said 30 seconds. You said a minute. Maybe it is a minute. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. But it, when, from the time that those boys, the two zebras, put the fucking headsets on, yeah. you got one minute. I think it should yeah. be 30 seconds. We got one minute. No, I agree. If it's a millimeter, or just it's a goal. Let's go. That's yeah, yeah, a goal. I, or I just it's call it too off stands, which is which would mean it's a goal because they let the guy go offside. Now I, I'm a big fan of of not calling a preemptive offside, like let it play out. But then you're right; it can't you can't have the best players on the ice with fans sitting there waiting, watching these refs, and they play in the Jeopardy fucking song. <laughs> just <laughs> figure figure it out. How, how long does it take? <laughs> Or is that is that married with children? No, that's Jeopardy. Okay, well it's it's the same. Actually. Do you ever remember married with children? Al Bundy. Oh, he's great. If you ever look, hey, listen. If you ever get hey, fellas, if you ever get home, I, I still love. If you ever get home at three in the morning and you can't quite <laughs> shut her down, fire on fucking married with children. It'll be on channel three hundred on direct TV stream and just watch Al Bundy treat Peggy like it's just hilarious. Just he's hilarious. raised just old school, just eh? Hands down his pants. He's a, dude. He's selling fucking shoes to. It's just too much, man. It's too much. <laughs> Sorry, I was over. Uh, no, I don't know where we were, but yeah, I'd say a minute. A minute's like the right time. Listen, what do they give her timeouts? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, all you need, I think. Yeah, figure it out. Listen, I'll say this: the, the ones and these guys are the video coaches that are whatever getting paid, whatever up there. They're good. They know what they're doing now. And when I watch these games, you see it right away. There was one uh, last night, or right away, offside. Yeah. Boom, boom. Good. That's good. That's what the rules for. I was offside. We fucked up. But when you look, you're like, I'm not sure. This angle. I don't know. Let's look at this one. I, it's not. It's onside. It's over. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Play. Drop the puck. I mean, listen. There's 12 goals a game. Anyways, you'll get her back, boys. They're, 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 two goal leads now are like nothing. They just. They just. You know. It's almost like Uppy. When I used to get down two goals, I'd be like, but I'm betting. I'm like, fuck. I'm in one. Now I'm like, all right. It's all right. Lots of time.
Yeah, I agree. Some teams in this league now are better when they get down 2 nothing. Like the Leafs, for example. When they get down 2 nothing, they almost like, all right, here we go. Now we can open it up even more and go. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, listen, when, when 97 talks, listen. Listen to them, boys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another Connor, another superstar Connor, unfortunate accident. Well, not an accident. Unfortunate situation. Smith steps up. Yeah. We all know what happened. It was a couple weeks ago, but we haven't touched on it. He's out six to eight weeks. Uh, Luke Richardson, who I played with, he was the guy that told me, stretch the body, stretch the career robes. He always was stretching. I didn't listen to old Lucky Luke, but a beauty used to ride his Harley to the to the rink in Tampa. You'd love this guy. Sweet. Love him. Uh, he says, how do you deal with the injuries? He says, exercise, and as my up dog does when he's not on a fast, red wine. And by the way, when I was in the league, when I had a bad game, I red wine was my answer too. Yeah. That hits the nail right on the coffin right there. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what uh, I do to get by daily. Yeah. Be the father. You know, yeah. Father, a entrepreneur, a business guy. Yeah. I need the vino <laughs> and I need to stretch it, stretch it out in a hot yoga class. And, and, with if, yoga if, pants. if we made up be a business card, it would be the biggest business card ever. Right? Like from like, uh, everything that he's doing, it would just be like entrepreneur. <laughs> how do you say that word? Entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, anyways, what did you think about the hit? Yeah. Um, Listen, I, I got money. I got That's money on Fintelli. Before you go, I got money on Fintelli ah, to win the Calder. So, from a selfish perspective, this Calder race is back on. I never wanted to see Bedard be out that long. But what'd you think? You think it's still back on? Well, he's still the betting favorite on DraftKings yeah. minus two thirty. I, I think it's Fintelli gonna, it's going to take a great second half for someone to beat him. Fintelli's ten points behind him. Yeah, I, I know, but it's Connor Bedard. It's uh, anyway. Okay, okay. I, I think Listen. that I think he's a favorite because of. Uh, because of that, maybe he comes back a little early. It says six to eight weeks. Are they going to rush him? It's a jaw. Is he going to come back wearing a bubble? Probably. Um, oh, he's going to be wearing a bubble, but he's used to that. His goals and how he's been able oh, to, with, with no players around him, he doesn't have Lyonnais. He doesn't have Goudreau's. Like so, anyway, it's 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 his trophy to lose. I still think our bet with Lupul. Is it change, Yours is change, a lock. Change. Yours is a lock. You had 44 goals, right? That's a lock. Goals. But I also I had, bet him against you for Calder Trophy. I had 25 goals with loops, and it was over. It was dead in the water. Connor Bedard has proven me wrong more yep. than any guy that comes in this league. I thought he would struggle 5-on-5. Five five. He's been unbelievable 5-on-5. Five five. He has nobody to play with anymore. I love Nick Foligno's game, but they've been banged up. He was doing it with nobody. I mean, this kid has been a, yeah. been a superstar. It's a, But this... You needed something that you needed him to get hurt to make the race interesting for guys like me that got money on it. Yep. It's on now. I mean, let's say he's out six to eight weeks. That's that's start of March. He's gonna have twenty five games or so to come back. And for me against loops, thousand bucks, he's gonna need ten. He's gonna need eleven goals. So you gotta think this kid's a superstar, but he's gonna come back. He's gonna be a little rusty. So maybe the first couple games he doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he'll be shooting pucks and skating within a two-week period. I That's think. a good point. So he's going to – the shot might even be better than it is right now. He's he might come back it. and light it up even more. No, that's uh, – coming back from injuries, me, I, I know the six to eight term pretty damn well yeah. throughout my career. You're not – your timing's not there. I, I mean, i never seen power play, so, like, <laughs> you know, that whole thing – it's going to take him a minute, but don't count him out. He's he's a superstar. He's a pro. I'm, I think the NHL are going to lean on him no matter what to give him the trophy. I'm never counting him out ever again. Yeah. I counted him out. Fucking Cody Leibel's been all over me. Lupul, we got to send Lupul Bernard jersey. This kid's Lupul's favorite player. Yeah, play. Beckham's got one. Lupul's Actually, Bernard's. Beckham's got McDavid. Izzy's got the Bedard. I got Izzy. Bernard. Well, get Loops one because Loops' his favorite player. Um, I'll never I'll never, yeah, bet against this kid again. But so, so one thing what I'm I, saying is I'm back in it. Yeah, one, one thing about the hit, like the hit, it's a hockey play. It's a hockey hit. There's no intent to injure. There's no nothing. It's a step up on the blue line. Um, I did hear that Smith had our boy Frosty reach out over to, uh, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks and to Bedard saying, like, you know, he hoped he, he was okay. And I think that's a classy move. I've been there before. Uh, goes a long way reaching out. Big time. Yeah. Frosty's the man. That's classy. Yeah. Smith didn't even read. I don't think he, he just stepped up. Bernard oh, yeah. lost the puck. It was just unfortunate. It was just unfortunate. Was unfortunate. He didn't even really go to hit him, to be honest. It, it, like, it I didn't think Bernard would, like, obviously a broken jaw is very, very. Um, it's unlucky. Like, unlucky, thank you. Unlucky. I thought if anything it was going to be, he'd be in the corner and someone would push him and he'd drive his shoulder in. Like, I just thought because he's so small. But he's obviously proven how much smarter he is than everyone and how he can see the ice very well. But I wanted to give some love to the Hawks fans who, Back in the day, I hated you guys when I was a Vancouver Canuck, but I loved the Madhouse. I loved playing there, although I left there crying one year after you beat us out. But um, 
the fans, man. It's still it's still three quarters yeah. away full. Yeah, I get it. Even with Bedard not playing the other night, I watched them play against uh, the Oilers. I had a parlay from hell in there. The Oilers are lucky to win that game, by the way. I know. Stuart Skinner played unbelievable. Nurse almost cost you a couple turnovers. <laughs> Nurse, I know you're making 9.2 bananas, fella, but the rest of us aren't. And we got money on the game. Just up the wall, please. Uh, but the fans have been great. And I think, listen, you know it as well as I do. The league's better when the Hawks are good, and it's coming. Yeah. But I, I was just been impressed by the fans, man. Yeah, they're, 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 they're still going there, paying their money, watching. I know it's, they got a superstar, but, I mean, when I got in the league up, there was more fans at a Chicago Wolf game than there was – a Blackhawks game. Yeah, those were crazy fans too. Right? Big time. The Wolves fans. Wolf fans. Yeah, all state arena. Coming to, yeah, coming up that that walkway. Crap. Fuck, we got in a brawl in there one time. Yeah, me too. Who hasn't gotten a brawl in there? But uh Connor, all the best, buddy. We yeah. obviously want to see you back on the ice. Yeah, but as a up. guy that puts a little money on the calder, I think it's back on. Fentelli, come on, kid. Get her going for me here. Uh top titty up dog. Um top listen, titty, shout titty. out to Colton Fath. Is that how you say that? Like Bath? Colton Fath? Fath? Yeah. 156 points. Look at this up, dog. Yeah, let's hear it. He's from White Court, Alberta, bro. Where's that? White Court, just outside Edmonton, bro. Nice I, little town. Listen, I sent him a t-shirt and a hat, buttery. So congratulations on the win. 200 American dollars or 250 American dollars. Some nice missing curfew um, swag. He had Hyman, Nylander, 46 points, 35 points. Listen, the captain, Brentel. 141 points. Princey, 122. Listen, I'll be at 41. I, I, I've been like almost dead last. I suck. I know. It's you, tough, man. You know what I'm doing? I, I think I'm fucking it up. Like, I, I I go one guy, all right? So I go... One guy and build your team around him. Listen, I go McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews. I go some centerman for $10,000. Yeah. And then the rest of my guys, I keep them all around like 4500 to 5000 No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I go big-time center, big-time goalie. And then the rest of my guys got to be no more than forty five hundred bucks. Well, you got to ask Brento what he's doing. He's always top ten. Let's have him on. Let's let's get Brento on. But I would say find like a second line. Look at a game you like that's going to be offensive. Find the second line and just hope they go off. Find 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 the bunch of guys for sixty five hundred. That so uh, that all play. You're telling me to stay away from. You're telling me not to. You're telling me not to do the Toronto Leaf. The Toronto Maple Leaf and just go with the big high paid boys and just get the rest of the no, schlubs in there. I mean, yeah, if you take the Leafs, you take you take Marner, you take oh shitty. Did you see yesterday that Knives got hurt in practice? Looked like his knee, like bad. No, but I love that got kid's carried game. off. I love this. He has too. a little Matthews in him when he oh, he kind of looks like Matthews. Nah, he plays bit. hard. He's feisty. He gets to the net. He's and he's fast, but he's hurt. That sucks. That does suck. Um, so you're saying stay away from the top level guys and just. Yeah, no, I think if if you if you want to change how you're doing things, look at a game you like, which you can find the games above. Like on DraftKings, it's great because you click on the game above. Then you see all the players in that game. Pick the second line and hope that those guys have the point night, not the first line. It's a good way to do it. There's the up dog. Up dog, Saturday night, lock of the week. Because life's more fun when you're in the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Fella, up dog, my man, congratulations. Listen. Shout out to Jordy Bennington. Binner. Binner. You fucked me last Saturday night. <laughs> he, he was just kicking. Kicking, I know. Kicking. I know. Carolina threw the kitchen sink at him in the third period. And Binner, who right now I think would be the goalie for Team Canada. Yep. Um, played unbelievable. I lost in a shootout. I am now six and three. The up dog, your oils are five and two. I'm gonna go first, because you went first last week. And I'm gonna take Brady Kachuk and the Ottawa Senators at home. It's going to be like minus two something, two and change against the San Jose Sharks. Brady Kachuk, a lock of the night, sends over the Sharks. Ooh. All right. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning at home against the Anaheim Ducks. A lock of the night. Killer money John on the Cooper's board. John Cooper is going 5-0-2. Killer <laughs> Let's see what you got, baby. <laughs> money on the board, fella. Money on the board. Uh, awesome, up dog. Lock of the night. Brady Kachuk and the Ottawa Senators for me against the Sharks. Up dog's got John Cooper and the Lightning against Killer and his Ducks. Up you, the man. We got Danny Breer, GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, coming at you right now, fella. Up dog, my man. We're bringing Lucy to the fellas. Lucy, what's Lucy, fella? Funny you should ask, my man. Lucy makes next level nicotine. If you're tired of buying the same mediocre pouches everywhere you go, stop settling 
and switch to Lucy, fella. Lucy is made by people who love using nicotine for grinding at work, late nights at the bar, or taking the edge off in the morning. And since they know nicotine, Lucy products have unique features like a double-sided lid that has that disposable area for your used pouchies. That's nice. I know you like that, fella. That's nice. Skip stopping at the gas station and order online at lucy.co backslash curfew and use promo code curfew to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's L-U-C-Y dot C-O and use code curfew to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print, fellas. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Up dog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up dog, my man. What a get for the boys here. You got the I flyers. Know, I know. Got the <laughs> you know what? I, I wanted to wear this so bad. I just haven't been out to Philly in a while, right? This yeah. is like, yeah, there's got to be a big reason to wear this jacket. Yeah. And shout out to to Billy Leno, who has Billy Baino. Uh, it's like a Padel company. He's got it over in Finland. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these, but I, before we do this, yeah. uh, Danny Briere from the Philadelphia Flyers, the GM of the Flyers. Welcome to Missing Curfew. Appreciate it. I haven't seen you in a minute. So what do you think of the getup? You like this? I, I love it. I love it. It's uh, those those uh, jacket are sweet. Uh, really <laughs> proud of Billy, the, the way he's, uh, what he's building for us and those all those little garments that he's coming up with. It's pretty cool. I, I saw this on his Instagram, Danny, and I hit him up right away. And I'm like, buddy, I, do you got a large in that? Obi probably say this is a medium because I lost a little weight. But um, I hit him up. I'm like, this is incredible. Did you ever have, you know, an idea that he'd be into the, you know, in the Padel and clothing world when you played with Billy Lane? I, I, no, I had no clue. I had no clue. I was, uh, I was too worried about uh, keeping the young guys away from him uh, when we were playing <laughs> together because they were all upset with. Uh, with his uh, sometimes uh, dicey attitude. So um, I don't know if you remember that. We had the rule he wasn't, the, the young guys weren't allowed to harass him on game day. Uh, I had to concentrate on the game because he was my line mate, uh, OB. So um, I, I wouldn't let the young guys harass him because he was so sensitive and he, he would get fired up. So on game day, uh, nobody's allowed to get to Villa. You leave him alone, he's got to prepare for the game. So that I was more worried about that than what he was doing on his spare time. I, I like that dicey attitude. That's, yeah, I, totally. I like that. Like that's a nice way to say it. He had a little dicey attitude. He's walking on eggshells, there. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to mess <laughs> with that. Hey, Billy Lino, I, Danny B, you had good style. We take style serious here, Mister Curfew. Billy Lino had good style out on the ice. So every time I saw him out there, I'm like, this for this fin, he looks good. Because sometimes the fins can be a little touch and go with their style out there. Yeah, and, and it, I'll be honest. At first, when he first arrived, I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. After starting to play with him. Um, yeah, the, the skating it, and it's unique, right? You, you, you watch him skate and you know exactly who it is. Um, but what a player. It was a blast. I loved playing with him. Well, Danny B, we appreciate you taking the time up dog. Thanks for getting first and foremost, we're talking about style here. Uh, the up dog takes pride in, in decorating. He's done a hell of a job with, with our, our studio. So when you got the GM gig, how's the office? Did you do it yourself? Did you get your wife? Did you get a, a decorator in there? How, how's the GM office looking, Danny B? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know how I would describe it, but um, I was I was fortunate. I, I got some help. Um, the ladies in the office really stepped up their games. Um, and then one day I went on the road and uh, I came back and my wife had stepped in without telling me and uh, uh, decorated it. So uh, if it looks good, it's not from me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Is it the one? At, is it the one in Voorhees, like in between the two rinks? Where is it? Homer's old office, I guess. Danny B. Um, it's the one. So when we were there, I, I mean, the whole upstairs has been redone in in Voorhees. Were you there for the when the gym moved downstairs, Uppy? No, no, actually, I wasn't. He didn't know where okay. the old. <laughs> I, Danny B. He didn't know where the old gym was. He didn't, he didn't know where the. Old, <laughs> I knew where the hot tub was. <laughs> so uh, they they've. Uh, 
th there's a lot of construction here the last few years. So upstairs, uh, where the gym was, uh, is now where my office is and where Homer was, uh, that office has been redone and, uh, Jonesy <laughs> is in there. So it's a long walk for the boys to get up to the GM's office. Yeah, it's like, a long, lonely, <laughs> I made that walk. It's a long, lonely walk. It's a long, lonely walk. That's great, Danny. Well, congrats on that. Um, first off, you know, as an ex-flyer, Danny, um, I got this question asked to me a lot when I played. And then often as a retired guy, it was, you know, some of the best places you played, where would it be? Um, now that you're, you know, a GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, to you, what does the question mean about what it's like to be a Philadelphia Flyer? What, what does that mean to you? Yeah, well, I mean, we just sat, I don't know if you guys saw that, but over the weekend we had the Mr. Mr. Snyder game uh, on Saturday against Gallagher. Um, the guys were fired up. Uh, there was a, uh, it was kind of an old style hockey game um, to me, I, you know, and I know the game has changed. It's it's not the Broad Street Bullies anymore, um, but but there's something to it, playing to the Flyers style, playing to this city. Um, you know, the fans care. Uh, the fans, all they ask here is, that you play with passion, that that you care about your team, and you play hard, um, you know, and that's that's what we're trying to bring back. I, I think John Tortorella has done a fantastic job at, you know, bringing that attitude back of never quitting, playing as hard as you can, uh, no matter who you are. And uh, you know, I think it's paying off. It's part of the reason why, um, you know, we're we're in a playoff spot at halfway through the season, uh, which I, I don't think anybody expected. Um, looking at the predictions at the beginning of the year. So uh, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm not saying that we're, um, you know, winning a Stanley Cup right away, but we're certainly moving in the right direction. And it all started with attitude and the culture that we're trying to bring back. So when you ask me, you know, what it means to, to be a flyer, it means that you're you're leaving everything you have on the ice. You're playing hard every single night. Um, you know, and, and up me, that's why you were so loved here, because every shift you played it like it was your last. And you know, to me, that's that's what a flyer is. Yeah, and I, I wasn't lucky enough to be a flyer, but I went in there and played against you guys. And that when you went into Philly with, with your guys' teams and, and with Ash and Gratz and Cote, and you're like, fuck, here we go again, right? And the fans are all over you, and the building's loud, and they're chirping you. You're like, we're in one tonight. Like, we're in one. As soon as you walk in and you pull them out nah. parking lot with all the stadiums, you're like, Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we da go. So, Danny, it took me a minute. I'm, you know, grew up in Alberta, Edmonton Oilers fan through and through. Um, you know, I played in the league. I think I was in there four or five years, and I get traded to Philly. At that yeah. time, I, I really didn't understand what it was like to play in like a hockey market or a hockey town, and, or, or what it was like to put on a crest and a jersey that that carried so much tradition with it. Um, and then the the fans who travel, like right, they're in L.A., hey. they're traveling to Detroit. Yep. And, and that's that's something special. That that's something that you know you just said it, Obi. And you've played for yeah, Vancouver, and you've had that experience. But you know, when I look back at you know the opportunity to play on a team like Philly, it it just resonates, yeah. and it's something no one can take away from you. But you have to play hard. <laughs> that is the, that is the question. There's no hiding in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And I I always say, you know, I, I'd rather play in front of fans that care about what I do. Um, so when, when people ask me, well, is it the, the Philly fan tough to, to play for? Aren't they too hard on you? And, and to me, I, I'd always say I'd, I'd rather play against, you know, in front of fans that care about what I do, uh, a passionate uh, fan base like they are. So I never had a problem, uh, even then on the nights. I mean, yeah, there were some tough nights when I got booed personally, the team <laughs> would get booed. Um, you know, and it's tough. There's, there's no doubt about it. Those, those nights you go home and, you do a lot of thinking that night, and it's tough to fall asleep. Um, but uh, you know, on on the reverse, the the times when we had to play, we had the chance to play in the Stanley Cup Final in 2010, uh, the Conference Finals that we had throughout the years. Uh, there, there's nothing like it. So, is uh, I, I feel very fortunate to to still be part of the organization. Absolutely, you got the hair on my arm standing up. Remembering these yeah, times, I'm talking. Wants to get on the four check right now. He yeah. wants to be F one. He wants to get in there. <laughs> We're going to need a few more injuries in that lineup to get me in there. Um, little trip down memory lane, Danny B. Game seven, double overtime. Our boy Joffrey Lupul, big friend of our pod, Oops. and still our big friend, scores uh, the biggest goal of his career. You were right on the ice. You're the first guy to jump in the pile with him. Um, what do you remember about that that moment for Philly? Because I I got one that I'm going to bring up a little bit after. <laughs> they, you're talking about the game seven in Washington. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was. Um, I still remember. We're up three one in the series, and we thought we had it under control. And Washington <laughs> beats us. 
you know, game five, game six in Philadelphia. And uh, it was one of the longest. We had, it was a train ride back to Washington. But I don't know if you remember, but it was a, um, a back-to-back. So game six and seven was a back-to-back. There were back-to-back games, which rarely happens in the playoffs. But because of the building availability, we had to play the next day. And it was probably the best thing for us. We didn't have the chance to sit on it too long or think about how we were about to blow it. And, uh, and then we showed up in game seven, second overtime. Uh, I think we, it was on a power play, um, took the face off, won it back to the point, point shot. It might have been chemo, I think, yeah. from the point shot. And Loops was there for, uh, for the redirect, I believe, or the, the rebound. Uh, one, one of the greatest feeling, you know, winning in overtime, game seven. There, there's nothing that is much better than that. Maybe if it was a Stanley Cup final, but it was pretty wild. Yeah, you, you hit it right on the eggshell is that we played back-to-back and that Homer didn't have enough time to look at all of us and go, you idiots thought you guys were going to close this <laughs> out at home and you had all this. <laughs> Did, didn't Richie come back to the train and be like, boys, we better win. <laughs> yeah, Richie Yeah, Richie gets called up to the front of the train and he's like, boys, we better win. He gets back here. He goes, if we all like our jobs here, we we, we, we better, better step win, up and win this game seven. <laughs> um, no, was again, a scary, he was a scary yeah. guy, Homer, when he wasn't happy. Totally I don't know right. if you've ever heard some of the stories when he I comes have. in the room with, with a hockey stick. If he walked in with a hockey stick, um, you, you better be careful. <laughs> don't venture too close to him. So, Danny, let's stay there for a second. So you've had, you know, the, the GMs over the years and your position now, you, you know, your road to the Philadelphia Flyers GM. Is there, you know, is there a way you like to uh, carry yourself, do things, uh, talk to players, you know, how, how do you carry? I knew how you carried yourself as a leader on our team. How do you carry yourself now as a GM? Are you, are you, is it open door policy? Is it? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm around the guys a lot. Um, I, first of all, I have a great relationship with Torts, um, you know, and, and, you know, I've had the discussion with Torts, making sure too that, you know, it, it, it works for him as well. You know, Torts is, is really tough on the players and he's honest and, um, you know, that, that's what he's, he's done. And, you know, I'm, probably Jonesy and I a little closer with the players. We walk around the room. We have a lot of discussions with our players. Um, you know, we've played the game and, and I, I hope the and I think the players do respect that, um, you know, that, that we're around and we can share um, experiences with them. Um, so th- that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah. There's, there's tough decisions to be made, but you know, if, if you, if you act and you hide and, and you stay in your office, it's still a tough decision. So um, you know, if we can help a little bit, if we can make the players feel, feel at ease, um, and, and make it feel like we're, we're all part of this. We, we want it just as bad as them and we care about them. Um, I, I think for me, that's probably the most important is, is to show that, that we all care. And Torts has a way to show the players that he cares about them. Um, you know, but he's with them every single day. Um, you know, I, I don't get to go on the ice anymore. I don't get to go on in practice or video meetings with them. So, um, no, I, I, I like being around the guys and, you know, making sure that, that they know we're there and care about them. I respect that, Danny B, because, you know, I look like a guy like Brian Burke, and I love Burke, the big Irishman, but he would, you know, he wouldn't come on the team play and he'd stay away from the guys. And he looked like a guy like Jay Feaster. He's always around. So I guess how much do you get on the road? Are you on the team playing with the boys or does that just your schedule dictate how much you can get on the road with the fellows? Yeah, the, the, there's times during the season when, you know, there's – Special assignments, uh, players to go watch, especially prospects. You know, for example, I was the, uh, just at the World Junior Championship in in Sweden, so I you know ventured away from the team for for about seven days. But for the most part, yeah, I'm I'm traveling with the team. I'm around the players and the coaches, and I uh, fly with the team pretty much everywhere. Danny, uh, big news. You know, you're you're at the head of the seat for this you know decision this week. Um, you guys make a big trade. Cutter Gauthier, Cutter Gauthier, your your first round pick from a couple of years ago, you move out to Anaheim. A lot of speculation on on what happened. Is there anything you can touch on? Just now that there's been a couple of days and the dust settled, is there anything that um, you know you're glad that things happened the way they did? It could have happened maybe different. Um, you know, anything you can touch on with us? Well, there, I don't think there's anything more than we can add on. We've been very transparent uh, with our fan base uh, from the moment the trade happened. There's nothing to hide. Um, you know, we we told them that um, you know we were you know kind of pushed in a corner and and we had to make uh, you know the best trade possible to uh, uh, try to get a player back. Cutter would 
had told us that he wouldn't play for the Flyers, didn't want to wear a uniform. So um, we try to best get get the best possible scenario going. Um, time will tell, you know how how it's going to work. But we felt that adding a, a top end right shot defenseman, they're tough to find um, that can possibly pay, play on that top pair for years to come. He's only 21 years old. So uh, players like Jamie Drysdale are, are rarely yeah. available. Um, <laughs> just like Carter Gauthier is is you know a player that's is rarely available. So. Uh, hopefully it's a trade that works for uh, for everybody. Yeah, and Danny B, I love the way that you and Jonesy handled it. And I think, you know, we've all been in dressing rooms. You want guys that want to be there. And that's important, right? It doesn't matter where you are. If you don't want to be here, then then move on somewhere else. And I, I want to talk about Jamie. We got to know Jamie a little bit out here with his time with his Anaheim Ducks. He's a great kid. I think he has a bright, bright future. However, I think he helps you right away, Danny B. Like, I think he can jump in there and, and I, I'm pulling for you guys. I, I know the expectations were to make the playoffs. We want you guys in. But I think he can help you guys right away. Yeah, that's the exciting part. Um, you know, we we go and we get a, a player, and and look, there's no secret our power play has been struggling. Um, so that that's right there an opportunity that I'll have, and maybe he makes us better uh, immediately. So um, that's the the plus side of things. Um, and you know, the fact that he's only 21 years old is uh, is a you know big big thing that was important for us if we were going to move on from a, a player like Cutter. Uh, go to we wanted to make sure we got a, a someone that was close in age uh, and was going to be with us for for the future the timeline or uh, reconstruction that we're doing here in philadelphia it was important that we got a young prospect uh in return just don't play tennis against him he's pretty good oh <laughs> is he all right i, yeah, I like listen, hearing listen, that i'm sure you've done your homework but this kid. Well, I don't yeah. know if his tennis game was at the top of the list for Danny B, but that's a good tip. I <laughs> no, know, I don't. Good well, no, but it's good to know. Maybe pickleball. Yeah, I, watch pickle. out for that. I love pickleball. Hey, this guy's a beast out there. No, but Danny, you, I'm sure you guys did your homework. We watched this kid grow up here the last three years. Um, Great kid. He is. His upside is huge, and that's. I, I sent you a message the other day. I'm like, this is a great move for you. This kid. Not only is he a good kid, skates like the wind, and he just he's the tape-to-tape guy. Not enough guys are doing that crispy tape-to-tape pass. No, and, and like Danny B said, you know better than us, uh, there's not – I mean, you just don't find right-handed defensemen. Yeah. Like, if you asked a lot of GMs in the league if they want a young right-handed defenseman, there'd be lots of guys, Danny B, that would that would put their hand up for that. They don't yeah. grow on trees. Yeah, it's it's a position of premium. They're tough to find, and and when you have them, yeah, you, you try to keep them. And, you know, we were lucky that – you know, Anaheim liked the Gautier and they had a surplus of, of right shot defensemen that they could move on from. So that worked out for everybody. And the other thing with, we, we did our research. We tried to learn as much as we could on uh, about Jamie. Um, and, and one thing that was extremely important for us too, with, you know, the, the player, the prospect coming back was character, um, uh, leadership, because, we, you know, we are building uh, a certain type of culture and, and it was extremely important that we had someone that that would fit in with the, the team concept and the culture that, that John, John Tortorella is building. Danny B, you talk about, you know, expectations at the start of the year, and, and I guess the, the fellas have, have put you in a good spot, but maybe a difficult spot. You know, we're, we're whatever, a month and a half away from the deadline, you're sitting in a playoff spot. I guess my question is, how hard is it for you and Jonesy to be patient, but at the same time, you want to reward the boys maybe with getting in the playoffs? Like, is that something you're thinking about on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody expected us to be in this position, um, you know, and it's a fine line because at the same time, we were realistic here. We realize where we are. We're, we're still far from a Stanley Cup. We're not going to mortgage uh, the future, taking chances on on letting go of uh, young players. Um, so we're, we're very realistic. Uh, the plan hasn't really changed, but uh, the way the players are, are playing, um, you know, th- you got to respect that too and, and not crush their dreams. So it, it's got to be a fine line. We'll see how things evolve in the next couple of months before the trade deadline. And we'll probably have some more uh, tough decisions to make. Uh, Keith Jones, first year as your president, you, you two seem like you just, you, you both got the mind for the game. You both had the history around the game. You played the, you both played the right way. Jones, he's been great to us, a beauty. Yeah. What's that? What's that tandem like? Having a guy that you know is is there to to lean on, um, but he's there as your you know as a partner. And then who's got the company card? Like when we go out for dinner <laughs> here, who's having to fork out that uh, that Amex? I, I I let I let Jonesy flex his muscle with the card. <laughs> yeah. He helps uh, he helps us out. It, it's been awesome working with him. Um, you know, and I know I knew Jonesy just from my time with the Flyers. Flyers. He was always around the rank. Um, always, you know. We was calling our games, so I got to know him. 
I always thought he was one. He was the best analyst in hockey, and and in a sense, I I feel a little selfish, kind of taking him all to myself nowadays. But um, it, it's been so awesome to have the chance to do this job, uh, you know, because we've gotten so close now, um, and to have someone by my side, uh, you know, like him to to do the job has has been awesome. Um, I know we we've had some days that are tougher than others, but um, you know. I have a partner right there by my side, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, from an outsider, you got you guys look like you got good chemistry, and you both played. You wore that jersey, and, and for me as an ex-player, that's what I always wanted when it came to management. But John Tortorella, my old buddy Torts, you, you touched on him a little bit here. I love Torts. Uh, I I met Torts when I got traded my rookie year as, as a young <laughs> kid, and. You know, I wasn't exactly a polished pro, Danny B, at the time. And, uh, you know, he made me a better player, a better man. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is, what have you learned from Torch working with him day-to-day that maybe you didn't know before? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he was a bit crusty the last couple of days of the media, which I love. But what, what have you learned about Torch <laughs> that maybe you didn't know before? Well, I'll be honest. I, I had him as an assistant coach when I started in Phoenix, when I started my career. Um, you know, and he was totally different as an assistant coach. Um, and and then I watch him from far away as as a head coach, and and you see, you know, uh, his interaction with the uh, with the media, and you make up your mind sometimes on on what you think he is as a head coach, and I think um, I, I don't think it's a fair representation of of who he is. Uh, Obi, you wouldn't know. Haven't played for him, and he, you know he cares so much about the people around him. He cares about his players. He cares about his staff. The way he treats everybody around the rank is second to none, and and that's what I was so I've been so amazed with him. Uh, the way he treats people, he's been a blast to work with, um, you know. And, and I try to tell people sometimes they just shake their heads and they're saying, "Yeah, right. I'm sure you're just trying to butter us up and uh, make <laughs> him look good." And, and on the flip side, Torts hates that I'm actually telling people that he's he's actually a great guy. He likes to keep that personality of, of a tough guy. And um, so I know he doesn't like that, but he's been a blast to work with. He's been so good with uh, our young player. And you, you hear a lot of times, and Obi, you just mentioned it again, people assume that because of his personality that he's not good with the young players. And, and that's, you know, I have the same mindset. Watching him from afar, I thought he, he must be so tough and he must just you know, uh, kind of stuff the young players. And, and it's actually the opposite. He wants them to make plays. He wants them to go on offense. Um, it, it's He's actually been so refreshing to, to work with because he thinks outside the box. He wants guys to take chances. Uh, but he's tough. He's demanding. And if, if you work, he can live with the mistakes. So um, I don't know if that's your experience, Obi, but yeah. um, I, I love working with him. Yeah, that was my experience. I, I got traded at the deadline from Anaheim, and I went in there to Tampa, and I, I wasn't playing great boys. I was making mistakes left, right, and center, getting dashed up. I'm like, man, this guy's a great guy. Like, he's not really letting me know. And then in my year-end meeting, he's like, listen, I, I was a little easy on you. You know, you came here as a rookie. You know, you better be ready for training camp. And I'm like, okay. And then it was a little bit different the next year, but you always knew where you stood with him. He was honest. He didn't yep. sugarcoat it, and you knew exactly, like, yeah. good or bad. He's like, get in your robes. I got a clip to show you. I'm like, well, if ah. yeah. If 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 there's a chance you're talking good about a coach, it's yeah. pretty good because your yeah. relationships probably the most part were yeah yeah. A little dicey. I was in the doghouse a lot. Yeah, doghouse a lot. <laughs> um, Danny B, talk a little bit about your team right now. Um, a guy that you know, the more I look at him, I thought he might have played like me when he first came in the in the league. Yeah, just feisty. He's got a little more touch now. He's got a little feisty. more touch. But now he's like kind of got a like a little Danny Briere touch to him, a little yeah. flair. Um, he's scoring goals. He's an all-star now, Travis Konechny. You know, watching this guy over the last couple of years and the evolution of him as a player and yeah. probably as a leader in your room, you know, well, what is it like to see him get recognized now as an all-star and to, and to be basically carrying your team into a spot yeah. you guys are in? It's it's been amazing to watch him um, develop into the the leader that he has become. Um, you know, I, I remember a few years ago because he started with a bang, and then he had a couple years where it was a little tougher, and then he jumped right back in now. Um, and I remember talking to him last year, and actually, Torch told him that before he said, "TK, you're a leader on this team now." Because you you know, there's always that time when when you you're you're not a young guy anymore. And, and it, you never know when exactly that happens. Uh, but Torts was straight up with him and he told him, he says, you're, you're not a young guy. You're, you're a vet, you're a leader now. And, and I guess TK's reaction was like, really? I am. <laughs> and you know, from that point on, he just, he just took off. And it, it's been 
again, so cool to see him develop into the player he has become. We we knew he had he, he was good. Um, we knew he'd always play and and give it his all. But now, like the way he's taken off and he's dangerous power play PK five on five. Um, you know, very spunky guy. He kind of plays to the look of our team, and it, it starts with him offensively. Um, he gets he scores the big goals. He's not afraid to mix it up, um, and he's fiery. And that's what we love. We love in Philadelphia. Uh, the fans love guys that wear their their emotion on their sleeves, and and he certainly does that. It's um, it, it's been really cool to see his evolution. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And Updog, he just got more power play time than you. Buddy. Yeah, that's yeah. all I want to say. If Updog would have well, got that a little more too, power but play, he's a shorthanded <laughs> specialist now too. How many shorties he's got? He's got five shorties, I think. He's it's, it feels like something he's just, like that. Yeah, yeah, he's his release, man. I didn't know his shot was as good as it. Like yeah. he scored a couple this year. I think in Phoenix, maybe like short side. Spinky, would he be coming out of the corner yeah. with the puck though? If you were going in there, well, I'd probably him? take a cross check penalty. It's funny, Obi. It's funny you mentioned that. We we actually had a, it was uh, it was three years ago. I I had a talk and we did a little research uh, for him, and uh, we got him in a meeting and it was it was a long meeting. But we we asked him at one point. We said, um, you know, what's the percentage? You know, when you get in the slot, what's the, st- the percentage? And I think the, the the percentage in the NHL was something. Let's say twenty percent. And we asked him, what do you think he, you are? And he says, oh, I'm a terrible shooter. I think I'm I'm probably at seven percent. And we looked it up and I, I think he was like. A time and a half, he was like, let's say thirty percent, and we showed him, and we had proof to back it up. And he looked at us, and it was like, I'm a good shooter. So yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> and, yeah. and and he just he just needed proof. And from that point on, um, I think the belief, the confidence grew. And and you mentioned it like now he comes in whenever he's in a scoring area, he just believes he's gonna he's gonna score. And yeah. just that different mindset has really uh, taken off and changed his career. Yeah. Don't, don't be giving. That's how you get. That's how you get paid. That's how you get paid too. Shoot yeah. the bucket. That's how you get paid. No, but it's it's incredible that that you guys and your team around you, Danny B, kind of look at that sort of thing. And you know, you know, like let's this guy's getting in great spots. Let's you know, let's encourage him to to fire the puck more and not pass it. Right? Like yeah. his shot's incredible. Yeah. It's it's good that. Jeez. Yeah. No, I someone should have told me to back check. They said up, you go to bed, <laughs> and you said I can't. <laughs> uh, Danny B, I want to ask you about Sean Couturier. Obviously, you know, Updog dealt with some injuries throughout his career, and, and our boy Loops, and I've seen some of my best buddies go through it, and he's went through it, but he's come back this year and been a two-way center that I think has jolted your lineup. And, and when I watch you guys play, his 200-foot games there, his leadership's there. Yeah. How nice has it been to have him back? Well, it's really nice, but it made, makes me realize how much we missed him the last couple yeah. of years. That's part of the a big reason why we were struggling. Um, you know, looking back last year, uh, not having Sean Kateri in the middle. Now, he, you know, we you have young guys like Noah Cates and Morgan Frost having to play against, you know, the top lines from every team, having to face the, the Nathan McKinnon and McDavid and Crosby and Pasternak and et, et cetera. So, adding him back to the lineup in a you know top spot facing all the tough matchups now it just puts the rest of our sentiment in a, in a better chair they they can play their game they don't have to worry about facing the best player on the other team so it changed everything for us part of the reason why um, we were able to uh, have the start that we had part of the reason why we're in a playoff picture at this point I know it's still far and I'm not saying we're making the playoffs but um, the first half of the season, the success that that we've had, um, adding Sean Couturier, I mean, it starts with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know what you're saying about playoffs, but you're playing meaningful games right now, which we all know yeah. meaningful games, especially yep. down the stretch. Like I said, I hope you guys get in, but if you don't, you're still playing meaningful games, which will make these guys even better. But for me on your back end, Travis Sandheim's been great. I uh, can't wait to see Jamie in there, but Nick Sealer. I love this kid, Danny B. He's old school. He just drops his gloves and starts chucking. Tell me Torts loves him. Tell me you love him. I love this kid. How can you not? How can yeah. you not? It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the story is amazing. And we, A few years ago, he was ready to hang him up. Um, Chuck Fletcher convinced him to, uh, to come and play a little bit more. And, you know, I mean, the last few years, we had him as an extra defenseman on the team, and now he's playing in our top four. It's, it's absolutely amazing to... to watch him play when we talked earlier about you know being a flyer like he's he's the perfect description of what a flyer means you watch him play he's blocking shots he's diving face first in front of him he's hitting um he's diving for pucks it's simply amazing he's he's a great leader the guys love him in the in the room 
um, you know, and and hopefully it'll be a flyer for a long time. He's a he's a special uh, special breed that is tough to find. Dire breed, I say. Dire, dire breed. breed. Yeah, Danny B. Um, our boy, the bird dog, Scotty Hartnell. He's on TV a lot. He's you know he's he's chiming in when he can. By the way, I just saw him downstairs. He was hanging out yeah. with the players earlier today. Is is someone in charge of uh, the, the the hair? Like I know Biz <laughs> called him out this week, but like I saw that. I, I, and you've seen the transform. Yeah, like we've seen Scotty with hair down Good past volume. his shoulders. Good volume. Um, you know the Hartnell down before. Like the guy's been all comedy. What's it like to be around Scotty? Like I know he, you know, his kids there. He's growing up his kids in Philly. But what's it like to have you know Hartsy on TV there for the boys? Well, I mean, when when Scotty's around, there's always a laugh coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the greatest teammates I've I've had. Um, it's fun to keep him around here um, to get him on some of the broadcasts. He's uh, he's getting better and better. Um, you know, we had uh, uh, Brian Boucher replace Jonesy. Uh, but it gave it gave us the chance to also have Scotty uh, in the area doing some of the games that Brian can't do. So uh, it, it's good, both of them, to have two ex-Flyers around. They understand what the Flyers are all about. They know what what we're doing. They understand what we're trying to do with the culture. Um, you know, and and they're an extension of uh, uh, of us upstairs and what, and what we're trying to do. So it, it's been a blast having both Brian and uh, and Scotty around. Yeah, well, Danny B, I want to say thank you. It's officially nice to meet you, buddy. Uh, I remember playing against you. You had a great career, and, and I love what you guys are doing in Philadelphia. Uh, say hi to Torts for me. Uh, Will do. Talk. Thanks, thanks yeah. for Yeah, and then Danny B, you got the Habs tonight. Any oh, money yeah. on the board? Any money on the board for the fellow there? Hey, she's <laughs> pumped the boys up. Hey, hey, I might have to step in the room before the game on this one. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Danny, <laughs> Always, thank you. You know, it was it was my team, just like yeah, the uh, Oilers. My team was the Montreal Canadiens, but not anymore, unfortunately. Hey, Danny, by the way, one of my highlights, if not the highlight, was was scoring the goal. What a that, tip. That, that put him out. What we a played tip. it yesterday on Missing Curfew. He texted me. He's like, what a tip. Who lets you stand there yeah. beside the post on touch? I would have been <laughs> I, a cross-check I mean, on him. That series, we beat him in five. I mean, the place yep. was completely silent. You could yep. you, you could hear. Yeah, we, we I remember you the crowd. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what a best feeling. OB, nice meeting you as well. Uh, be th- nice Thank catching you. up. Always great seeing you. Up dog, fella. If you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister... They wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkings.com xjagermeister.com drink responsibly jagermeister liqueur 35 percent alcohol by volume imported by mast jagermeister us white plains new york 